Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue. I hope you have been well. I've been super busy with work and behind the scenes doing a lot of podcast stuff, but I wanted to let you know that I'm actually going to be trialing dropping episodes on Tuesdays instead of Thursdays now. Let me know your thoughts on that, but I thought, you know what, start of the week, let's start it on a high. So I thought, let's get give this a go and see how we travel. But also, gosh, I can't even believe I haven't really told you this, but I've been working hard on my little business baby called Play Media, and it's all about podcasting services and copywriting services. So just to give brands and everyday people with an extra hand on building a successful podcast from start to finish and also copywriting. And if you are looking to start a podcast or you're a brand and you really want to get it right, make sure you give me an email at amber at playmediaaus.com.au. Now let's jump in to today's episode and I'm chatting to founder of Tansy, Maddie Rapper. You know when you fake tan and you end up staining your bed sheets after or have to put uncomfortable towels down to sleep on? That is me all over. Well, Tansy created the OG self-tan bed sheet protector. So that means no more stains and broken sleep. So it's just the most incredible thing I've ever heard. I chat to Maddie about revolutionizing the tanning world with this invention, how it differs from your average bed sheet, and also Maddie opened up about living with Lyme disease and also how she runs her brand with this debilitating disease and she's such an inspiration and her story is really motivating and yeah, I just really feel for Maddie and she's an incredible girl. So if you are keen to hear all of this and also listen to Maddie's story, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of Fashion Avenue. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me on Fashion Avenue. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and hear about your business and also about your story. So let's jump in from the start. So I know you started your own business when you were 12 years old. So (laughs) tell me what that was. Yeah, I I always just had, even as a child, I had a lot of, a lot of drive and creativity. And I think that probably because my parents ran their own business too, I was a little bit inspired by them in a way. But yeah, when I was 12, I just, I started making jewelry and I'd save up my pocket money to go to the bead shop and I'd buy, mum would take me there and we'd go buy beads like every Friday. And I started creating jewelry just while I was watching the Disney Channel in front of oh my the, God, yes. the TV <laughs> during the weekends and stuff like that. And then I, I decided, I just went to mum and dad and I was like, I want to try and make a business out of this. Like, I barely knew what a business was, but they were very supportive and they helped me get proper business cards made and everything. So it was kind of legit. Yeah. <laughs> I called my business, my middle name is Lucy, so I called my business Maddie Lou Designs. Oh, that's so cute. And my logo was a little butterfly. So it was very like oh, Y2K. That is so um, wholesome. <laughs> but yeah, then I went around and I'm from a like small town with quite a good community feel and I went around to local shops and a few of them agreed to let me sell my designs on consignment. So I'd have these stocks in the shop and I just remember feeling so proud and 
just, it felt just so good. And so it was probably the first thing that felt really right to me in what I might do with my life. But I didn't really know it at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But I remember, yeah, I remember my parents also had their business which is a gym up the same street where I'd sell my stuff. So I'd go there after school and I'd go around to the shop checking if anything sold and Aww. I'd get my commission. And oh, my God. Yeah, it was really great, a really good experience. That is so cute. And I love that you were doing <laughs> that from such a young age and you were able to get it in the local stores. That's crazy. And I know. <laughs> I love that. And so obviously that was such great experience for you being yeah. that young. So what did you learn, I guess, from starting that at such a young age? Well, I think probably the first lesson is that had I not had support, I may not have done that. Like my parents were very much essential to me even getting anywhere with that just by showing support, helping me get business cards made and making me realize that, you know, this is this is legit. This is something that I can really do. But it was just a great lesson, I guess, on hard work and what I'm capable of and, yeah. you know, that anything is possible in a I way, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. lovely. And it's so good to have such a positive experience being so young. And do you think that was yeah. a stepping stone into Tansy? Like the fact that you had done something a bit smaller when you were young and now you're like an adult and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, it definitely was. I always just had this part of me though that was very driven and just thought out of sight of the box a lot. Like even in primary school, around the same time, maybe even, you know, even before that, I was doing things like at school, I'd get very distracted and I'd be writing in my workbooks, like business ideas, pretend fashion labels that were very much like Billabong and Roxy style. Yes. <laughs> like they, they were like terrible, terrible designs and that sort of thing, <laughs> but just very like daydreamy. And I remember I'd even resorted to like tracing from coloring books onto just like buying pieces of paper the drawings and then I'd make pretend coloring competitions and go around primary school selling them to people for like 20 cents or something like that and then which was very very inappropriate (laughs) primary school but I was like black market coloring competitions (laughs) and then I take whatever I made from the other kids and like buy the the prizes for the winners which might be a chocolate bar from the canteen or something like that yeah and then I'd um slide and that's the winner and I just did I always did just like very bizarre crazy things like that and then the jewelry label obviously and that extended as I grew older I'd then dabble in like bikini labels like I'd be going to Bali with my friends on a holiday it would be like a party holiday but then I'd just vanish for a day going to look at fabric stores oh and designing like my own bikinis and stuff like that and that was very much before kind of the Instagram boom of bikini labels and stuff yeah. like that like I was just doing all these these odd things and I remember one day my friends thought I'd been kidnapped or something because I'd vanished <laughs> for the entire day just like in my own little world Oh looking God. at fabrics and stuff to get my bikinis made and they almost called the Balinese police because they saw that they and I was like oh they're so guys like I realized that that's not normal oh my, <laughs> my God, bad that's yeah. so funny you're like so I'm I fine. Just, <laughs> yeah like I was just like I was designing my own bikinis what's the big deal <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I just I've always been in my little world a little bit and done stuff like that um that almost turned into a business the bikini label because 
I'd get a lot of compliments on my bikinis and sure. that, you know, people weren't doing it then. And but I dabbled in stuff like that. I don't know, it was even like a t-shirt line that I dabbled in and all this stuff. I never really went through with anything. So I was constantly chipping away at stuff and in my own little world. But yeah. I didn't actually pull the trigger until Pansy. Interesting. So now Tansy yeah. has definitely revolutionized the tanning world with the creation of a self-tan yeah. bed sheet protector and fairy dust. So can you tell yeah. me about the idea behind Tansy? Because this is so yeah. interesting and so handy. <laughs> Thank you. So I was a major tan addict. I tanned every week. I used the old tan in a can. <laughs> My sheets were, you know, I'd wake up with my sheets putrid but I was very much like a clean freak so I would change my bed sheet every Saturday I'd turn on a Friday and change them every Saturday because I'd be going to a party with my friends or something like that yeah. and it, it just really bothered me and it was a very tedious routine I didn't know many other people that would change their sheets like every time they can but for me it was like a huge bother and I got fed up with it and one day I just said to my mum literally out loud I'm so sick of changing my bed sheets is there not something that I could just put in my bed sleep in it and wash in the morning yeah and it was a light bulb moment it's like you hear about <laughs> with yes. some businesses and I, I remember I went to bed that night and I was like why is there nothing that's such a simple solution to a major problem for tanning and like I hopped on mine I'm like I really want something like this but I tried to find something there was absolutely nothing and it just was like going over and over in my brain and I remember that night I just didn't get a wink of sleep I was planning everything in my head I came up with the name that night I was like going over different spellings I'm like how do I want this to be spelled I was like brainstorming like the patterns in my head it was just it was quite surreal just how it came about and then I remember I got up in the morning and I told my mum who obviously you know was always so supportive of everything I did and she was like that's awesome do it <laughs> my you know we'd had um my family had had quite a history with tanning because my dad used to do bodybuilding when oh, I was younger yeah. so he used to like you know lather on the tan so they were really yeah. familiar with it um and yeah and then we kind of me and my mum grabbed some fabric and we came up with like we were I was sketching like designs and my mum was a sewer so she was helping me to sew the first prototype and we did it pretty much the next day and I still have like photos of the first prototype and it's so cute. Oh my gosh I love that that is such a lovely story oh I love that like in a way your parents were like involved or experienced I just love that that's so cute. Yeah they (laughs) would like they've always been so supportive of me I can safely say that had they not been so supportive I never would have thought that I could create a business from like a crazy idea that didn't exist and a lot yeah. of people didn't believe I could because they obviously had not been surrounded with you know people that had told them that they could do anything so yeah absolutely yeah. and you launched in 2015 so how mm-hmm. long did it take for you to launch the business from that initial idea I would say probably one to two years I was very and as I said I've had these other projects before that I never went ahead with just because I was so scared of failure I guess and of judgment and I think back then Instagram wasn't as popular and definitely e-commerce businesses weren't as popular so coming up with random businesses from a young age would be like are you crazy <laughs> so I, I very much had a, like I had a lot of 
believing myself, but I also had a lot of doubt and nerves and scared of failure. So I had my, my prototype. I started like slowly dabbling in looking for manufacturers. My brother had designed me a logo. He was doing graphic design at the time. So definitely got the whole family to help me (laughs) Um, use their skills. And I, I kind of had everything almost ready to go, but I still had this like lack of belief in myself that I could actually do it. So I tabled it for a little bit. I went traveling. I went traveling around the U.S. And I felt really inspired when I was there. I think they almost have a different mindset over there that you can do these sort of things. That it's not as unusual in Australia. I think there's more of a tall poppy syndrome where people that kind of try to push outside the box that almost stands upon. So I, when I came back, I felt very inspired, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I was like, if the worst thing that can happen is I'll invest. I had a little bit of money left over from my travels that I'd saved. I was like, worst thing that can happen is I'll I'll buy this stock and people might not like it and I'll just go sell it at the market or something like that. And it was very nerve-wracking because it was a new product that wasn't out there. I was like, am, am I just the only person that really wants this or needs this? Do, do other people not really care about this problem? Is it a little bit too good? And I kind of had all those thoughts going through my head. But then at the end, I was just like, no, I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I just went for it. <laughs> I love that. And and so talking about the product, so what did Tansy need that differentiated it from just a normal bed sheet? Well, I think the huge thing for me was I had tried other solutions. I'd tried sleeping on towels. I'd tried sleeping on bed sheets and they'd always move or the fabric would rub off my turn and sleeping mm-hmm. on a towel. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's yes, terrific. Yes, I have. Many times. Many, many, <laughs> yeah. many, many, many it's times. Horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's really horrible. Like sleeping on like a rough beach shell it ruins your turn every yeah. day. And I guess, yeah, to me, like the main thing was, why is there not something I can just sleep in simply, put my pillow inside it, all be in one thing and then just pack it up, wash it and put it aside till my next 10 day. So I guess what it needed was to have everything incorporated. For me, the big thing was being able to put my arms out. I'm like, how how am I going to create it so that people, you know, their quilts, not just their sheets that are protected, but the inside, but if they put their hands out, that's also not going to get ruined. So it was all, all about like, you know, how, how long do I need the fold to be that goes over the quilt? Do I, you know, do I want it to be really long? How how big do I want the seam to be? Because I don't want people to sleep out, slip out of it. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want it to sort of separate so that they're getting tan on it. So it was all about sort of the very minute details and also having everything attached and in one. Yeah, I love that. And that's so interesting. It's so good that you thought about that, you know, putting your arms out as well because, you know, we yeah. all do that or we're all like on yeah. our phones or, you know, have a book or something so that makes so much sense and so you said about you know you've slept on like towels and and other sheets and it was kind of rubbing off in your tan so how does tansy work so that we don't end up with streaks from our tan yeah so to me a a big component of it was finding the right fabric so i tried different types of fabrics and i found one that was smooth enough to not affect your tan but also not too smooth that it's going to kind of stick to you or make you too sweaty or mm-hmm. kind of not be thick enough that it's going to seep through. So it was about a lot of trial and error. But ultimately, I landed on our signature microfiber Arctic fabric, which is like a vegan silk type of fabric that just has kind of nails every, every criteria that I was trying to follow. 
That's great. And is this like able to be used during all seasons throughout the year? Yeah, absolutely. So we have customers that, you know, on in Australia, those really hot nights, you might not want to sleep with your dinner cover. You might just want to sleep with a light sheet. So we'll have yep. customers in the hot times that will just sleep with their tansy. We have customers that actually even sleep in their tansy when they're not tanning because oh it's God. so comfortable. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> during winter, obviously, it's just going to keep you that extra bit warm. But we even have customers that might put like a a lot of moisturiser on at night so they might use it outside of their tanning as well or to extend their tan if they're putting on a gradual tan so it's very versatile. Oh that's great yeah because sometimes I'm like oh you know I want to put on like a gradual tan or top up my tan a little bit but I'm like oh but I don't want to go back to bed. Yeah or (laughs) even if you're just putting on like a four hour tan and you're like I'm not going to sleep in it but I want to watch Netflix while I'm in it we have people that use it on the couch or yeah so it's it's awesome. I, I, I love it. Oh and I, I'm very proud. I can't even tell you, Maddie, how often I have a towel on the couch because I'm yeah. marinating. And exactly. I, it's just it's <laughs> the worst. And so that is so good to hear that people yeah. also use it on the couch because I'm like, holy crap, I need one of these because I'm always yeah. getting the towels out and just ruining them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Towels are a big no-no with tanning. <laughs> oh, my God. Why it haven't does I? not work. I just, I'm so angry at myself. Why haven't I done this sooner? Because I'm a bit of a chronic tanner. So, like, what the hell? We've even had people bring it, like, if they're going to spray tan appointment, they'll even bring it to use it on their car seat when oh they're coming my back God. from. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, it's, wow. yeah, it's. It's pretty great. Wow. I remember just like when I used to get actual spray tans and, you know, putting the towel on my car seat and then <laughs> putting like a little um, tea towel or something on the seat belt line. And, oh yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. <laughs> so funny. And so what colours does the tansy come in? So we started with, we've actually changed our colours over the years. We actually started with a chocolate brown black and silver but then we discontinued the chocolate brown and we introduced our rose gold I love that one is very much more on brand with Tansy oh 100 percent. that's that would be my choice I think I love it yeah yeah it's our most popular for sure oh absolutely oh that's great and you know what things like that really make people want to buy them too they're like oh my god I love that color like it's striking and it's pretty yeah Yeah. shopping very much like a a visual and the branded experience as much as it is a, a quality product. So. Oh, 100%. I absolutely believe that. You know, when you're looking at packaging as well and you're like, oh, my God, I just want yeah. the packaging. Packaging but- is huge. Packaging is so important to me, like even when I'm shopping. Yes. It's just, it's, you know, you just such an important component. Yeah, I love that. It's so exciting as well, opening something up. So, you know, so <laughs> And so we touched on some of the non-negotiables, but can you recap mm-hmm. again, I guess, the all the non-negotiables when it actually came to developing the product? Well, to me, simplicity was a huge one. So having everything in the one product not having to have like your pillow separate or you know being able to use it in the car on the couch wherever um and keeping it vegan friendly was a big component to me as well I had friends that were vegan one of my best friends she's a vegan she's one of the biggest tanners I know so keeping it vegan friendly was huge for me yeah and also keeping it luxurious so I didn't want 
like you can use a towel and <laughs> that might do the job but it doesn't feel very nice I wanted yeah. I wanted beauty like I just always felt like tanning was such almost a disgusting beauty routine and I feel like beauty routines should make you feel kind of special and nice Mm -hmm. and luxurious and I wanted to be able to make tanning feel that way you know I wasn't blessed with naturally tanned skin and I was always like why (laughs) why do I have to go through this horrible process Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to make tanning a nicer part of I love that it's and you know it is that sort of thing like after you know having a tan on and you're like marinating in it and then you you know are packing on the clothes so you don't get it everywhere and you're lying on a towel you're like what am I doing (laughs) exactly but like with tansy you can tan hop into your beautiful rose gold silky tansy pop on some Netflix and use it as part of your downtime rather than sort of like laying on a towel in a starfish position. I know. Oh, my God. I was about to say that. Like starfish just like don't move. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's such an important element. And like you said, like, you know, beauty routines, they should make you feel good. So I totally back yeah. that. And I think it's so good that you thought of that even with down to the colours that you have and down to the fabric. Like that is so important. So good on you for thinking about all of the things. Thank you. You're welcome. And so tell me, I guess, about getting the product made. So was it easy for you to find a manufacturer for that? Well, because I dabbled in my other little project, I kind of had the basic knowledge of how to source the manufacturer and get things almost to a certain level so it wasn't too difficult for me to find manufacturers what was difficult was to find one that could produce the quality I wanted so it was about a bit of like trial and error with different manufacturers I found and I'd have them sort of posting my sample I'd try it out not many people knew that I was even doing this because at this point I was feel quite embarrassed so I would just be like only only my parents would kind of know what was going on and yeah. you know I'd get my, get my mum she had a knowledge of sewing as I said before so she'd help me look at you know if the, the workmanship was good and yeah. if it wasn't we'd sort of I'd go back to the drawing board and look for others but ultimately we found our long-term manufacturer and listed with them to this day. Yep, I love that. That's so good. And it's good that you've had that background experience, you know, that always yeah. helps. And so you also have fairy dust, so which is a drying powder. So tell me about this product because this is quite interesting too. Yeah, so to me, I'm always looking outside the box and was always trying to find what was missing. And again, it came down to me wanting to make this beauty routine more luxurious and a huge element of tanning is how disgusting you feel when you're sticky and smell and you're not wanting to touch anything because it's going to transfer everywhere and that kind of thing and I saw a lot of people using and even tanning brands recommending people use baby powder on their tan yes and I was just like well that's gross I was like why I was like that's not very luxurious for one and like the ingredients are obviously not formulated for tan and like this is sort of a gap in the market and I started working on that and chipping away at it again I was kind of like there's not really anything like it is it going to kind of do well and it took me a lot longer to produce this for personal reasons and also because it was an area I had not really worked in before and I was doing it kind of on my own without an in-house team so I was out there sourcing help but yeah ultimately we launched that 
probably over a year after I came up with the idea. Right. Probably a year and a half. And yeah, it did really well. It was really well received and it's one of my favorite products. It also can be used for makeup as it's fragrance free and we formulated it to be almost like a translucent powder. So we have a lot of customers that use it for their makeup as well and even makeup artists that stock it in their in their makeup kit. So it's my mum loves it. I I was visiting the other week and I went to a bathroom to try it to get borrow something from her and I looked in her cupboard and she's got this stack of thirty stacks in there. I'm like, where did you get this? Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Mum is she's loving like, I never it. want to rub it. I never want to run out. Oh my god. Your mum sounds so yeah. supportive and great, but I love that. Oh, that she is, is. she is. Yeah, and, and that is so call her the fairy godmother. Oh my god, yes. She needs needs to like come out with a product on (laughs) she was actually she was actually when I first started and obviously as a startup with no experience she was my first model so the pictures that I was using on the internet was actually of my mum oh my god I love that that is incredible (laughs) go mum yes so many uses I love it (laughs) and so like I just love that people are using it on their face as well like for makeup that's so good because there's nothing better than a multi-use product. I even had a friend of mine who doesn't tan that uses it for chase. Oh my god, that is so good! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it really is multi-use. <laughs> Very multi-use. Yeah. And so, why was this? I guess that just the next step in your range. You know, why not maybe branching out into more different? I guess tansy products like you know, tan sheet related products. So why this yeah. sort of more cosmetic product? Well, from, from a business growth point of view, one problem that we found was that our pansies are such good quality that they were lasting people so long and we right. didn't have anything really more to offer our customers because to this day we still have people that bought their pansy in their first year that's still going strong. Wow. So to me, it was about introducing products that were consumable, that we could service our customers who on a regular basis rather than just having a one-off purchase so that was the idea of going down the beauty route and also because I guess it was just another one of those light bulb things that kind of came to my came to my mind and I was like okay cool I think this could work and it just kind of felt right yeah that's really good I love that and so true you know it's great that people you know are having their products last so long but yeah you're so right you need you know something else to keep the business going so that's great yeah yeah and to keep connected with our community as well and I also wanted to be able to open up our market to maybe people that didn't can so that's the idea of kind of you know offering it with makeup and that sort of thing Oh, that's great. Great idea. And so the business has grown to over 100,000 followers on Instagram, which is incredible, just amazing. And so how has it grown behind the scenes and, and how big is your team at Tansy now? So in our first year when we first launched, as it was a new product no one had seen, we went kind of viral. We picked up a lot of organic media, wow. a lot of organic influences and like minor celebrities and stuff like that. So yep. a lot of our following was gained in the first year just because of that kind of viral yep. effect of social media. And then obviously over the years as I learnt how to market and grow a community we obviously worked with influencers and built relationships we've had a lot of PR that's organic and then we also have a PR agency that sort of puts us out for stuff so it's it's been a lot of different components but I think 
also word of mouth is a huge one. Mm. It's got quite a reputation in Australia in the tanning industry now. So, yeah, I think it's just been a bit of a combination of everything. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you have any help with Tansy or is it just you kind of running the show? No, yeah, so I have kind of a core team of five people and then we also have agencies that we work with in Australia and in other countries so like London and the US. And uh, yeah, but the core team is just a close-knit family of about five people and we're all really close and they're all really amazing people. Oh, that's awesome. I, we, call it, we call each other the fairy fam. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. I love it. Yeah. So I'm Brent. And then you have the fairy godmother, your mum. Yes, the fairy godmother. <laughs> I love it. I actually it. sent her a parcel the other day when I found her stash. I sent her a, a parcel. Like oh. I made her an order and, and I labeled it to the fairy godmother. Oh my God, that is <laughs> so, so Australian cute. Australian Post would have been like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just wonder what sort of funny things they see when they're going through packages yeah, and, and names and things. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> and so what is a memorable milestone for Tansy, would you say? These, I think the memorable milestones are constantly changing and happening. So in our first year, you know, getting a, a publication was a huge milestone and then building relationships with other tanning brands was a huge milestone. So they're constantly growing. But I think our most recent one was getting featured when we launched into the US. It was probably the first two weeks of our launch over there. We got featured on a bunch of major celebrities' Instagrams oh, within wow. like 24 hours. So we were featured on nearly the whole Kardashians' Instagrams <gasps> within, <in> the, <laughs> within 24 hours and then like Chrissy Teigen, some Real wow. Housewives some major sort of social media influences so that was really cool and that was just yeah that was kind of a wow moment oh my god that's amazing and that was all organic as well which is even more kind of mind-blowing that is incredible good on you how exciting (laughs) that's great yeah it was super exciting geez and so how do you market the products and, and make sure that they get seen we have kind of a few different elements of marketing. We have digital marketing, which is Facebook, Google, that sort of thing. Then we have PR, and then we also have influencers and influencer relationships. And some of them might just be with people who actually just love our products and just want to keep up a relationship to get constant false products. We have a few makeup artists that really love our fairy dust that we might have relationships with that will just constantly send them pop-ups of fairy dust too so they can keep it in their kit and they'll just promote to us and then we might have other influencer relationships which is more official yeah oh that's great that's good that you have yeah your fingers in all different pies as well with that so that's yeah yeah love (laughs) it many pies (laughs) many many pies (laughs) and so who would you love to see used tansy well before we kind of featured on these instagrams i probably could have said like one of the kardashians so i i haven't actually seen them use it but actually seeing it in their hands was really cool yeah i can only assume that they've used it i think seeing j-lo would be really cool yes (laughs) and we've actually got a relationship with her spray tan in la so i don't i don't know she may she may have actually used it so yeah it's actually it's almost a little bit surreal because some of the people that i would have said would be goals we're actually kind of hitting them so wow that is so cool crazy. oh my god yeah. yes j-lo <laughs> we love j-lo i know she's, she's such a goddess yeah she's blowing oh. up a lot right now with the whole ben affleck thing you know are they she aren't is. They? yeah yes she is she's um she's just getting more and more iconic every every year i know and she like doesn't age 
<laughs> no, she really it's crazy. Like she. I know. Oh my god! Now I do want to talk to you about something a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. So I know that since starting the brand, you have been diagnosed with Lyme disease. And for those that don't yeah. know much about it, how would you describe it? So it was kind of a, a tricky situation for me in my first year of launching Tansy was actually when I first became ill so it was almost like I was on a downward spiral personally but the business was growing and it was really quite difficult because I had such a you know a positive thing and then I was almost struggling to like keep myself afloat. I'd say Lyme disease varies from person to person it can vary in intensity it can vary in symptoms there's quite a few celebrities that have come out with it and you know you might see someone who's been vanished for years kind of like Avril Lavigne, she kind of vanished off the face of the earth because she became so sick. And then there's high-functioning people who might be able to live with it. For me, I was very, very sick. I was, I think my downfall was that I got sick while I was in America. And when I came back to Australia, I actually struggled to get a diagnosis for two and a half years. So I was, I went to, by the time I got diagnosed, I went to over 50 different doctors and specialists all over Australia. I even consulted with people internationally. No one could figure out what was was wrong with me. I got diagnosed with multiple different things and it was a real whirlwind. But by the time I got diagnosed, I was in a really bad way. My organs were failing. I was, you know, struggling to get out of bed. I just, it was it was a quite a difficult time, but at the wow. same time, I'm trying to keep this growing monster that was my business alive. And in a way, it was my only kind of positive thing I had in my life because yeah. I was so sick. So it became almost, in a way, an attachment yeah. or an extension of myself. Yeah. And I became very personally attached to it. And I almost had trouble separating it from my personal life. So it was almost, I would take, you know, things very personally if, I had sort of someone that would almost try to rip us off. It would become very overwhelming because I'd be like, why are you doing this to me? It's like, yeah. it's my only sort of positive thing. So yeah, it was very difficult. When I finally got diagnosed, I had to start quite intense treatment and I was on kind of an IV drip every day of the week. So wow. I'd be working from my bed attached to an IV drip. Wow. I was having seizures nearly every day oh, for a while there. God. So at, at times I, I would have just had, we called them episodes, but it, like I'd just have an episode and I'd have a meeting, like a really important meeting, like 15 minutes after it. And oh it was God. just insane. I don't know how I managed to kind of keep things going, but I was, for a long time, I didn't actually tell anyone I worked with that I was unwell. I didn't tell, like only my close friends knew, mm. no one no one and my family I was almost a little bit ashamed of it because from the outside I had this booming business and people would think that you know everything was like they'd almost think the founder was someone out there you know living it up and just celebrating their success but in reality I was just doing this from my bed so it was really it was really a business that was built from my sick bed Oh my God. I'm so sorry to hear that it was so, that it has been so horrible for you and how frustrating it oh, would have you. been, you know, trying to find yeah. what was wrong. And I guess, sorry if this is a bit of a silly question, but is yeah. Lyme disease as recognized here in Australia? Because, I, you know, you don't really hear about it no. too often here. No, it's not recognized hardly at all, wow. which is why it took me so long to get diagnosed. So mm. In America, it's much more recognized, especially in the sort of certain states that it's very prevalent. But here, it was especially back then when it was like five or six years ago, it was not 
it was like non-existent. So that was a huge challenge and, and quite traumatic to sort of realise that your country and your, the medical system can't help you and yeah. that, you know, no one could help you and it felt very lonely. So even though it was quite confronting getting a diagnosis, it was always also like a massive relief because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like now I can deal with this. I didn't know what was in store, what dealing with it meant, but it was still even going through treatment and you know, as grueling as it was, yeah. you know, all the all the symptoms and all the all the effects that came with it, it it was so much easier than feeling like no no one could help you and right. that, you know, you were just alone. Yeah. So it was really it was really challenging mm-hmm. and it's really sad that like a lot of other people would be going through the same thing. They say that it's not in Australia, but I do know that I have spoken to people, especially in Sydney Northern Beaches area, that have been bitten by a tick and then the next day they might be, be not be able to walk wow. so it, it's quite political as well and there's a lot of a lot of issues surrounding it and it's quite quite all quite deep but it, it's very serious and wow. it's, I think in 10 years it, it will be recognized as quite a major problem yeah and and so how do you think you contracted it then so I guess when I was traveling around America right. I yeah I had traveled from LA to New York and then to Florida so I'd really traveled all around and remember by the end of my trip I just didn't feel quite right I when I got home I was bedridden after two weeks like in two weeks like it kind of when I got home I didn't feel right and then in two weeks I I couldn't get out of bed at first we thought it was like glandular fever or something like Mm -hmm. that because because you don't really know that these sort of things exist and what happens to you and I was always always very I was very much like if I get sick there's a pill that can fix me or the doctor can fix me like I didn't know that these sort of things could happen to people which is quite naive of me but I yeah I was bedridden and I kind of got back on my feet but then after a few months I just gradually kept getting sicker and sicker in 2015 just after I launched Tansy, I was when I started going to different doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with me and I was still somewhat functioning at this stage. Yeah. But I couldn't get answers and I was just getting sicker and sicker, but I was like, okay, I just gotta try and get on with things because I was always very a very motivated person and a very always like proactive and like, you know, would just go on adventures and travel and that sort of thing. And so I just yeah. kept trying to get on to things. I actually went overseas again and I went to spend some time in LA but while I was over there I got just so sick that I actually had to come home early so from there we were just like something is seriously wrong and it's kind of like the end of 2015 was when it all started to really go downhill. Oh my god that sounds so horrible and how has this disease impacted your daily life now? Now so I actually last year during the pandemic, I had gotten to the point where I was just like, I need to do something drastic. I was still very unwell working from my sick bed. We were trying to, we were starting to like work on the US launch and I'm like, I just cannot keep. But the other problem is that once you get a diagnosis in Australia, because it's not really that recognized here, getting treatment is very difficult. And so I was like, I just need to do something drastic. And I actually decided to travel to Germany in the peak of the pandemic uh, to go and get treatment so it was 
in about, I, it took me a long time. I had to go through like get exemptions to travel and that sort of thing. And I was trying to juggle like planning our US launch and everything at the same time. I'd really taken a lot on. I eventually got an exemption to travel and I went overseas to Germany and I spent two weeks in hospital there wow. in the peak of the pandemic. And ultimately that really turned things around for me I actually got stuck over there because I couldn't get a flight home so yeah so after the after I got out of the hospital I was stuck in Germany for like a month but you know I didn't even care because I was just like I got my treatment I needed and I could tell that you know things were changing and working on the business at the same time I remember when I was in hospital I actually was like having meetings and I remember like I got out of my main procedure in Germany and I kind of like was coming out of my anesthesia and I rolled over to check my emails oh my <laughs> it just made me, yeah I was just like oh like you need to calm down <laughs> yeah oh my goodness you need to rest yeah so I really like I, I very much poured my everything into the business it was kind of I guess a way to distract myself and in a way I guess what happened to me personally like the silver lining was that tansy did so well because I put so much into it like it put you know my blood sweat and tears literally into the business so you know that was a silver lining and going through something like it like that as as grueling as it is you you do learn a lot and you go get a very different perspective on life and you learn to appreciate the little things so much more so Absolutely. Since that yeah. kind of Germany, I, I managed to get back on my feet and now I'm, I'm doing a lot better. I'm, you know, able to go out every day. I'm still kind of finishing treatment and consulting with some US doctors, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just like night and day compared to before that. So, oh, wow. Well, that's been a journey. Wow. I can't believe you were stuck over there as well in the pandemic. That is nuts. And I'm, yeah, I'm really, crazy. yeah, well, it obviously has helped a lot. And I'm, yeah, I'm very glad to hear that you're doing better. So that's great. And that was obviously a great decision. So, wow. Yeah. And I mean, people were like me, you know, when I was trying to get overseas for treatment during the pandemic, they're like, are you crazy? Like, just wait. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I've been quarantining for five years. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just need it. Like, I need to get there. Like, I would just not be, like, for myself personally, obviously, I was very careful. But, like, I just had, like, tunnel vision. I was just like, I just, I need to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Went for it. Yep. And so, if anyone else, you know, listening is dealing with health issues while trying to build a brand of their own, what advice or words of wisdom could you share with them? I guess I'd just say try to always find something positive in anything negative that you're going through. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and like your personal life is just, you can't cope, just try to try to look at it from a different perspective. And, you know, if you can always, it's almost like you know, positive affirmations at the end of the day, writing five things that you're grateful for, eventually you start to actually feel it. And just keeping that positive mindset and and not giving up, you can, you know, you can really find your inner strength. And I mean, I know I sure did. And (laughs) I feel like at first I was kind of, I was quite, I guess, embarrassed about the fact that I was so unwell and people wouldn't know that, you know, I never spoke out about it 
publicly or anything like that because it's like I don't want it to reflect badly on the business that this is my reality but then I kind of changed my perspective and I was like and thanks to some people that I have in my team now that like no like Maddie you're you're a badass like what you have done is like is something to be really proud of and you should speak about it because it you know it can be inspiring so yeah that's why I'm speaking about it now (laughs) and at first it's really difficult absolutely yeah I think yeah I think just never giving up and like you can just if you just keep going you'll you'll find your inner strength and trying to find something positive in all the hard stuff that you're going through yeah that's great advice so true and you you're bloody killing it honestly they're so right (laughs) they're so right oh my god and so what do you hope to achieve by speaking out about the disease itself I guess creating awareness for the disease itself because I know that there's probably a lot of people that are in my position going undiagnosed at the moment and as I said that's the most traumatic part of it all because once you have a diagnosis you can then work to getting better so just helping people to to get there also making people realize that they're not alone and that just because you're going through this your life's not over and you can still do amazing things Absolutely. and just like that there is light at the end of the tunnel as well but mostly creating awareness and I know that since I've been speaking out about it there's people that have come to me that have been saying like asking me questions and like you know I think I think this might be what I'm dealing with I, I've been going through something similar and just you know being able to help people is, is so rewarding oh, so that's lovely absolutely I think yeah definitely so if you're in a similar position and you kind of lost and you don't know what's wrong with you I think it's definitely something to to look into yeah absolutely that is such good advice as well and it's lovely that you're doing so much better and I just hope it gets way better for you from here thank you welcome and back to Tansy so where can we get our hands on your products and follow the brand Uh, so our all socials are Tansy Beauty and our website is tansy.com.au for Australia and then the US and Canada we're now at tansybeauty.com so the rest of the world can also shop at .com.au but we are launching in other countries later in the year so exciting (laughs) yes thank you you really are killing it (laughs) and so I do have a few random questions for you now to end Mm -hmm. things on Maddie yes okay so number one what product would you stop pile if you found out it wasn't going to be restocked anymore oh retinol oh my god yes. i'm turning 30 i'm turning 30 in a few weeks so i'm like oh my god especially with my health history i'm like oh my god i can never get botox everyone's getting botox these days mm-hmm. so yeah. i've got to keep up with the skincare routine so oh my god. retinol yeah. and then probably fake tan oh my god yes. and sunscreen yes sunscreen, sunscreen very important i wear yeah. sunscreen every day oh my god yes so important and to be fair I I do get Botox and you know what I love it (laughs) oh no I'm so jealous my doctor's told me that I have to be careful because you can have adverse reactions to it so I'm like no because everyone else is gonna have Botox and I'm gonna be (laughs) unnatural but you know know what you have sunscreen and retinol and the thing is like I have a baby face too oh perfect (laughs) you are set oh my god I wish that was me you were so set the chubby (laughs) cheeks so this is the volume oh my god yeah (laughs) and second question do you have any tattoos I have one and I hate it and I got it when I was drunk in Bali with my friends, and it's, it's a 
stick figure in a sombrero. I don't know why I got it. It's like the size of a 10 cent piece and it's on somewhere where no one can see. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, major regret the next day. I got it. It was like a $5 tattoo when I was what? drunk in Bali. And I remember there was like cats in the tattoo place. Oh and my oh my God. God. And my friend that I was with, she got an, a winking emoji with the tongue cracking oh, out. No. <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was about 21 at the time. I was like the next day I'm like, because I'm not much of a tattoo person. So the next yeah. day I'm like, what have I done? And I was in the pool trying to scrub it off. And, oh my yeah. God. Nah, it's still there. <laughs> So, I love that it's a stick figure with a sombrero. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny! I love that. At least oh it comes with a good god. story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm and actually, the sombrero is yeah. red, so I really went all out. And I was oh like, my god! You know, I at least had the wits about me to ask for a red sombrero. Oh, that's amazing! Oh my god! Well, I'm really glad I asked that question because that came with a really yeah. good no, story. I, I'm not. I'm not glad at all. <laughs> You're like, damn it. <laughs> and um, number. three three what's in your fridge right now mm-hmm. so I'm like gluten-free dairy-free everything free yeah. <laughs> so yep. it's mostly just vegetables coconut milk and chicken that's about it nice yeah look oh and my and my probiotics and oh, good. my supplements <laughs> good oh my god that sounds so healthy like my fridge is like chocolate soft drinks <laughs> No, I keep my chocolate in the pantry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's one of those things. Where do you keep your chocolate? Oh, no. Am I being judged? Am I being judged? No. No, it's okay because I have vegan chocolate. So I eat eat ton of chocolate. So yes. I feel like I feel like that's different. I'm in like I'm not in the argument. Yeah. Cadbury, I think that definitely goes in the fridge. Yeah, but and look, I live in Brisbane, so like things melt. Oh, you so, have to keep it in the Yeah, place. so it's like if you if you live up here, you, you know, you kind of need yeah. to have No, I'm in, I'm in Victoria, so you can oh. keep it on the bench and it'll still be cold. Oh, my God, it would be cold <laughs> all year. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> Maddie, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with Tansy and your journey with Lyme disease as well. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for letting me speak about it and create awareness about what other people might be going through as well. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Well, I can't wait to see what Tansy does next. Thank you. Very exciting stuff coming up later in the year. Stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. (laughs) Thanks, Maddie. See ya. You have been listening to a Fashion Avenue production hosted by me, Amber Lowther, and produced by me as well. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Fashion Avenue Podcast. And if you want to follow myself too, at Amber Lowther. Feel free to join the private podcast Facebook group and subscribe to our email newsletter for the latest updates and giveaways. But most importantly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.